Revival is on the calendar for five straight Sundays starting on September the 26th we will have some of the greatest communicators on planet earth and they will be speaking here at the journey church but here's what I want you I want you to understand journey family putting revival on a calendar does not guarantee we will experience revival understand here's the truth the church needs revival. The church has never been more divided than it is today. Darkness is kicking our John Brown hind parts. We are fighting over wear a mask, don't wear a mask, get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated, go to church, stay home. Oh my dang, are you freaking kidding me? If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't want to get vaccinated, don't. If you want to go to church, go to church. If you want to stay home, stay home. But for the love of God, stop attacking each other. Stop hating on each other. Stop posting about each other. You are the body of Christ. You are a family. The world is watching us. The world is watching us, and what they are seeing is not light or salt. They are not seeing Christ. I believe the church finds itself between two worlds today. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 6, 12, and many of you know this verse. The Bible says, for we do, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Mm. Things that make you go... For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against each other, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. It's time for the church. It's time for God's people to wake up and turn back to God. If we want to see God change our country and our community, it starts with us. Revival is dependent on God's people. It's our personal and corporate responsibility. Yes, revival is a divine work of the Holy Spirit of God, but it's ignited by the repentance and prayer of His people called the church. I believe the church, the big C, is sleeping in the darkness of this world. And God is saying, wake up! Wake up! This is not how the story ends. God is up to something big, Journey family. Which means we can't just sit back and wait for revival. 
Revival requires surrender. Revival requires obedience. And I refuse to leave 2021 without seeing the promise of 2 Chronicles 7.14. I refuse, church. And so if you have a Bible or the Bible app on your mobile device, grab it and go to 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If you don't have a Bible, everything you need to see will be up on all the screens. If you're watching live online, watching Facebook Live, hit that share button. Hit the share button. Now, while some of you are finding 2 Chronicles 7, 14, I just want to give you a couple of things. I, I, I have a COVID cough, okay? Co COVID is, you know, don't worry on the front row. <laughs> and so I have my ice and water. If I start coughing, I'm just going to grab this cup and I just, no, it might happen, okay? I'm praying God just gets me through this. I know he can, amen. <laughs> Next week is last Sunday. The building is closed, but we are meeting at Baptist Hospital at 10 o'clock. We need you there. We're going to pray. Pray that God continues to bring healing to people. Our community has been hit so hard. Amen. People are dying. People are sick. Yeah. And as the church, it's our responsibility to be the church, not just go to church. Yeah. And so we're giving away gift cards. And so if you want to buy some gift cards and drop them off at the church, we will be giving them to the employees, those who are on the front lines, those heroes. And so drop off gift cards. If you don't have time for that, Give to last Sunday. We will buy the gift cards, okay? All right. You ready, Journey Church? Yeah. Buckle up. Because I, I believe God has given me a word for us. A word for us. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, If my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face, Turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. You are not here by accident. You are not watching live online by accident. You are here because God is getting ready to shift his church. We, we have a choice. We can continue to collapse under the pressure of this season of life, this pandemic, or we can take responsibility and see revival. Our country doesn't need a great awakening. The church does. And I want you to see the conditional promise of this text. God says, if, if, this verse is conditional. God says, if you do this, then I will do this. We all know how if works. Come on, parents, we tell our children, if you will clean your room, if you will eat the vegetables on your plate, if you will take a bath, I will give you ice cream, I will give you this, I will give you that. We know as married people how if works. Come on, wives. If you will vacuum the carpet, if you will wash the dishes, I, I will take a bath. I will shave, and we will have some honey time. We know how if works. The power of this text is our partnership with God, and it's all predicated on this two-letter word, if. God's 
promise for revival has a condition and it requires action and demands faith. If faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, then our faith must be demonstrated. Think about it. Of all the words that God could have used to point us to revival, there is no greater word than if. Because it transfers the weight of corporate responsibility on us that demands action. And I don't know about you, church, but it seems like this pandemic, this season of life is a good time to take God up on his if. It's a good time to take God up on his if. God said, if my people, my people, the promise is possessive. It's only for God's people. It's not for the world. It's not for those who don't know him. It's very possessive. We are God's action plan for revival. In other words, if we want to see revival happen through us, it first must happen to us. The provision of revival is dependent on the posturing of our heart. God starts with a target audience. God starts with his people. And by the way, this verse is for all generations. It doesn't just say Israel, it says my people. My people, it's for all generations. Revival starts and ends with us. If my people who are called by my name do what? Humble themselves. Can you say pride? Pride is an enemy of revival. How are you living your life, your way or his way? All of us are born with a mind mentality. We're born with, I, I want more. I want more pay. I want more of this. I deserve better. I deserve a better position. I deserve a better house. I deserve a better vehicle. No, we don't say it out loud, but our actions scream that I'm in charge of my own life. God says to humble yourselves to acknowledge his lordship, his authority, his power, his provision. Pride says, I don't need God. This is my life. I call the shots. Pride refuses to listen. Pride always interrupts others. Pride likes to post and talk about self. Pride has to be noticed. Pride believes it deserves everything it gets. Pride is not thankful. Pride cannot be corrected. Pride does not follow instructions. Pride thinks of its own needs before others. I believe comfortable and convenience has infiltrated the church, but God says to humble yourselves. Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 15, Yes, I am the what? Vine. You are the... Those who remain in me and... I and them will produce what much fruit? Are you producing fruit? Is your life making a difference? Are you impacting other people? For apart from me, you can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. If we want to experience revival, pride must be dethroned in our lives. If my people... Who are called by my name 
humble themselves and pray. Pray. God challenges people to pray for revival. Why? Because we will never have revival. We will never experience revival apart from prayer. Never. Evangelist Leonard Ravenhill said the church is dying on its feet because it's not living on its knees in prayer. Let that sink in. The church is dying on its feet because it's not living on its knees in prayer. It's time for us to get on our faces before God. The word prayer means to pray. To have a conversation with your heavenly Father. Prayer is humility in action. Prayer opens the door to revival. As God's people, we don't have to just sit back and hope for things to get better. Through prayer, we invite the God of the universe, the God who hung the stars by the sound of his voice, the God who, who, who created the cosmos into our situation, into our circumstances, into what's happening right now, into our lives. Prayer changes things. But even greater, even greater than that, prayer changes us. You know why Jesus tells us to pray for our enemies? Because you can't hate who you pray for. God says to pray. And then he says to seek my face. The word seek means to search out by any method. And the word face refers to the countenance of God. To turn toward his direction. This is a call for God's people to remove the idols in our lives. God says, I have to be the primary focus and first priority. Anything or anyone you put before me is an idol. Yes, sir. It's an idol. Revival does not happen because we seek revival. Revival happens because we seek God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind and strength. The desire for revival says to God, I am desperate. God, I am desperate for you. I am re returning to my first love and forsaking everything else. Be honest today. Who or what is first in your life? Who or what is getting your time, your thoughts, your talent, your treasures? Misplaced priorities are an enemy of revival. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and what? Turn from their wicked ways. In other words, forsaking our sin and embracing our God-given holiness. Let's be clear. All of us are born into depravity. All of us are born with a southbound nature to sin. We are all born uh, as a slave to our own desires. And all of us continue to pursue the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life until we step into a relationship with Jesus. God's grace says we are made holy once and for all and perfected for all time. We are saved by God's grace and made 
holy. But His grace is never a license for us to live in sin. God tells His people to turn from your wicked ways. To stop pointing your self-righteous finger at the world and look in the mirror. Examine yourself today. Get honest and eliminate the sin in your life. It's called to posture our hearts to purity. To live a life set apart. To live a life that is different than this world. Because revival requires clean hands and a clean heart. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, watch this, do not miss this, then I will maybe, then I might, I might think about it, I might consider it. No, he says, then I will hear, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. The reward is God will hear us. God will forgive us and heal our land. I want you to think about the implication of this text, Journey Church. The condition and the promise are given to God's people. It's given to us. But the promise also impacts our, our country, our community, our schools, our neighborhoods for the glory of God. What if our obedience to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek God's face and turn from our sin sets into motion chains of addictions falling off of people's lives? What if our obedience to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek God's face, to turn from our sin set captives free who have been bound for years and years and years? What if doubt that had stood at the door of someone's life in our community became faith because we decided to take God up on His Word? Come on, Journey Church. Revival is determined on what we do. God said, if my people... God says, I just need a couple of people to move. I just need a couple of people to act, to set the atmosphere of revival. I don't want to just talk about it. I don't just want to read about the power of our great God. I want to experience it, Journey Church. I want to see it with my own two eyes. We cannot be like our culture and be light and salt in our culture. A worldly church will never reach their community for Jesus. What is worldliness? Anything that makes sin look normal and righteousness look weird. God is up to something significant if we are willing to let go of what we're holding on to. We've got to release it. We've got to give it back to God. I want revival. But it starts with us. There's a gap between our love for the gospel and our love for godliness. Salvation is a beautiful thing, but sanctification, holiness, being set apart, dying to self is painful. 
But if we want to see revival, it's time to step into the promise of God and follow Jesus with every fiber of our being. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. It's a promise journey, church. It's a promise from God. But it's all predicated on what we do. Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew chapter 16, if any of you wants to be my follower, if any of you wants to be my follower, I want everyone to stand to your feet. You must turn from your selfish ways. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Can I ask you a question? How desperate are you? How desperate are you to see God bring revival? I challenge you today, if you are in this room, to make this front an altar, to make your chair an altar, to get on your face before God and say, God, shine the light of your truth into my life. Show me anything and everything that doesn't belong in my life, God. Bring me to a place of surrender. Bring me to a place of obedience. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a such great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with a perseverance the race marked out before us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Jesus, we give you all of our praise. You are our greatest treasure. And Father, we are going to forsake everything to see you bring revival to our church, to this community, and to our country. Father God, we bow in your presence and we beg God that you would bring us to a place of surrender that you would bring us to a place of obedience. That God, that you would break us. God, that you would reveal to us everything that doesn't belong in our lives. God, I, I don't want to just come to church. God, I want to see you move. I want to see you change lives. I want to see you change marriages. I want to see people come off of drugs and alcohol. God, we want to see you bring healing to our land. Bring healing to those who are sick. God, we pray that you would move in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, with everything you've got, raise your voices to God.